0: Good morning. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour. I am your host today, Jason from Colorado. I had the uh Colorado office of of Patriot uh, the Patriot Trading Group. Uh Joe uh unable to do the show today. He uh, went to Illinois. He's going to uh, he's watching his son play football. And then I think what happened was is he got invited to a frat party and then uh, a scene from Animal House, Animal House must have broke out, and he was unable to, to make it back in. He was—he's a little groggy from this—the uh, this, experience of being at the at the college. So, I'm going to be doing the show today. My partner Brian will be also joining me. Uh, please remember the number to call: one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We have a few things lined up for you. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Brian, are you on?
1: good morning
2: arizona yes i am indeed jason hopefully there was no uh there was no white horse in the dean's office involved with joe's uh, weekend uh college uh thing so <laughs> excellent excellent so uh I,
0: I, brian uh for anybody in uh, arizona we had uh got quite a bit of snow over here in colorado
2: uh, what do you say brian you're over there in lines probably got a little more than we did yeah, we're up a little closer to the foothills. We got about just shy of six inches, but, boy, it was sure cold last night. And, uh, yeah, there was one of the articles I looked at, winter, winter's coming early for some of the states. So, uh, sorry, Al Gore. I guess uh, maybe, he's, uh, maybe he's helping a lot with global warming. Who knows?
0: Okay. Well, uh, Joe's really good. He, he brings the numbers and the news uh, that, that means the most to buying gold and silver and uh, has his, his finger on the pulse of what's, what's going to happen next. Uh, we here in Colorado, I've got more of a historical uh, look. I like to uh, I like to see and understand what's going on now by seeing what's already happened before. Uh, our partner in Maryland, Glenn, is the same. He's a history teacher, so we share a lot of the same interests. And we're going to bring a little bit of that history on the air today. The second segment, we're going to uh, run a, uh, an audio clip with the story of Andrew Jackson versus the second bank of the United States. It's It's rings very true as to what's going on today and how he was able to stop the Federal Reserve at his time and, and defeat it. A very crucial history, and I, I can bring some parallels coming out of that segment uh, later on in the show and talk about what's, uh, what, what's going on nowadays uh, that, that makes the Andrew Jackson times vitally important to what's happening now. So right away we want to run uh, the gold special. We have $20 gold pieces. Uh, Joe not being around to to uh, tell me the price levels, I'm, I'm going to go out and do this on my own. Gold is up over ten bucks an ounce. I got it around twelve hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Got silver up about 11, 11 cents, fourteen seventy dollars, fourteen dollars and seventy cents per ounce. We are going to run twenty dollar gold pieces at thirteen hundred and twenty-five. I think Joe had told me before he left Friday that if gold were to, to to go like 10 bucks we were going to be probably be running these at almost 1350 but i know what i've got here in colorado have a general idea what joe is ready to have for over there in arizona we're going to go 1325 each if you want to stock up i'm even going to give you a better deal you buy 10 or more of these we're going 1310 gold's been up three out of four days the market's having lots of weakness Uh, it's a great time to get in So buy gold at this price. If you want 10 or more, 1310. If you wanna buy a $20 gold piece today, you can buy it at 1325 at 1-800-951-0592. If you want Silver Eagles, we're gonna keep that price the same. Also at 370, Joe's gonna be on the show tomorrow. If Prices keep moving the way they are. These prices are gone tomorrow. It doesn't matter if we have them or we don't have them. Buy them now. one other thing. We are going to do something. Since we have our show at 3 o'clock Colorado time, 2 o'clock Arizona time, we're going to run a free giveaway today. This is for Arizona and Colorado. Halloween's coming in a couple of weeks. We have a, a cool giveaway. It's a 2-ounce silver headless horseman coin. It's really cool, high relief, twice as thick as a uh, silver eagle. It's antiqued. Which means the process they uh, they made it look like an old coin because the Headless Horseman was a Hessian soldier from the 1700s. We're going to give this away on the second show today. So Brian's going to give you the information how t- for Arizona uh, people you can you can stream. We don't have uh, podcasting, but you can stream. You can stream the show live today. So go ahead, Brian. Give them give them the uh, the streaming. And what we're going to do is we're going to have. Uh, This is how you're going to win the coin. We're going to give a phone number on the second show in Colorado at at 3 o'clock. It'll be 2 o'clock Arizona time. When we give the phone number, the first guy to call in is going to get it. That's how it's going to work. Brian, go ahead and tell them how to to stream it in. Yes, indeed. Uh,
2: Several methods. Uh, If if you choose to, you can install the TuneIn app, which is free. There's a free and a paid version. Uh, Install the TuneIn app and then search for American Freedom Network, or American Freedom should bring it up. Um, alternatively, through a web browser, if you search for shoutcast.com or radionomy.com, uh, either one of those websites, you click the little uh, three lines. They call it the hamburger icon at the top, and that will bring up a little menu. Click Listen and search for the same terms, American Freedom or American Freedom Network. That should bring up the KHNC 1360 station, and it's uh, live live streaming at that point.
0: Yeah, and we're going to give that information again later in the show, so make sure you guys have a shot at this. The fr- we going to have a phrase. The first part of the phrase, we're going to stay on this show. When you call in, you have to have the full phrase, so you have to listen to both shows to get this thing. The first part of the phrase is down. You need to remember the word down. When we come on the show this afternoon here in Colorado, I will give you the second part of the phrase. You can call in and have a shot at winning this thing. Listen to both shows. It's great to listen to Joe. It's great to listen to our show, so... We will be back with a uh, Andrew Jackson uh, audio clip when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour, your host, Jason. I'm joined with my partner, Brian, from Colorado. Uh, we're going to play a, a long clip. It's uh, about Andrew Jackson and the second bank of the United States and what, what happened in, in the 1830s. Uh, we're going to play that clip. It's going to cover most of this uh, This second segment, but when we return, we'll talk about it in the third segment. So go go ahead, Ramon, throw that thing on.
3: Jackson took office in 1829. He was popular with many voters. They saw him as the symbol of the common man. But Jackson's first term seemed to be mostly a political battle with his vice president, John C. Calhoun. As his presidency went on, another struggle began. This time, it was Jackson against the Bank of the United States. The first Bank of the United States had closed in 1811. But without a central bank, the country's finances had suffered during the War of 1812. So in 1816, Congress provided money to establish the second bank of the United States. The bank could provide loans, pay bills, collect taxes, and move money around the country. Congress gave the bank a charter to do business for 20 years. The government owned one-fifth of the bank. A small group of private citizens owned the rest. Lawmakers gave the bank enormous power. The Bank of the United States had $35 million in capital. Some of that money came from the government. Most came from investors. Historian Bray Hammond notes that at the time, the Bank of the United States was the richest corporation in the world. The Bank of the United States also printed the country's paper money, and it was the only bank permitted to have offices across the nation. By making it easy or difficult for businesses to borrow money, the bank's owners could control the economy in almost any part of the United States.
2: What this means is that you are granting, and Congress did grant, exclusive privileges to the Bank of the United States, which meant exclusive money-making opportunities to its stockholders.
3: Historian Daniel Feller explains that the Bank of the United States helped the government to do its business effectively and efficiently but it also helped the people who owned stock in the bank. During Jackson's presidency, a man named Nicholas Biddle led the Bank of the United States. Biddle was an extremely intelligent man. He had completed his studies at the University of Pennsylvania when he was only 13 years old. When he was 18 he was sent to Paris as secretary to the American minister. During America's war with Britain in 1812, Biddle helped establish the Bank of the United States. He became its president when he was only 37 years old. Biddle clearly understood his power as president of the Bank of the United States. In his mind, the government had no right to interfere in any way with the bank's business. President Jackson did not agree, nor was he very friendly toward the bank. Not many people from Western states were. They did not trust the bank's paper money. They wanted to deal in gold and silver, Jackson criticized the bank in each of his yearly messages to Congress. He said the Bank of the United States was dangerous to the liberty of the people. He said the bank could build up or pull down political parties through loans to politicians. Jackson opposed giving the bank a new charter. Proposed that a new bank be formed as part of the Treasury Department. The President urged Congress to consider the future of the bank long before the bank's charter was to end in 1836. Then, if the charter was rejected, the bank could close its business slowly over several years. Changing the banking system slowly, Jackson said, would prevent serious economic problems for the country. But the bank's president wanted to renew the charter early. He made the request in January 1832, nine months before the next presidential election. Jackson's opponent... Senator Henry Clay of Kentucky was sure that the issue of the bank could win him some votes. Clay argued his case on the floor of the Senate for three days. He strongly urged the Senate to renew the bank's charter. He said the country was in the middle of a revolution, not yet a bloody revolution, but things were happening that pointed to a total change of the pure Republican character of the government. Power was being centered in the hands of one man, he said. He meant President Jackson. Clay added that if Congress did not act, the government would fail. Clay then asked the Senate to condemn Jackson saying he violated the Constitution and the nation's laws. The Senate approved the resolution. The chief opponent to the bank was Senator Thomas Hart Benton of Missouri. He objected to the renewal of the charter, he told the Senate, because the bank was too great and powerful and made the rich richer and the poor poorer. The Senate finally voted on the bank's new charter. The vote was 28 for renewal and 20 against. The House voted three weeks later. It also approved the charter 107 to 85. The lawmakers sent the bill to the White House. President Jackson debated it with members of his cabinet. Some wanted to negotiate a compromise, but Jackson decided to veto the bill in the strongest possible language. On July 10, 1832, Jackson sent a message to Congress explaining his reasoning. Jackson said he did not believe the bank's charter was constitutional. Jackson also spoke of the way the bank moved money from west to east. He said the bank was owned by a small group of rich men, mostly in the east. Some of the owners, he said, were foreigners. Much of the bank's business was done in the west. The money paid by westerners for loans went into the pockets of the eastern bankers. Jackson said this was wrong. Then the president spoke of his firm belief in the rights of the common man. It is to be regretted, he said, that the rich and powerful bend the acts of the government to their own purposes. Jackson said that instead... The government should shower its favors, as heaven does its rain, on the high and low alike, on the rich and the poor equally. Jackson's veto of the bank bill may have cost him votes among the wealthy, but it earned him votes among the common people, like farmers and laborers. He easily won re election. In November of 1832, Martin Van Buren became his vice president. Historian Daniel Feller says Jackson believed his victory meant that Americans supported his policies, including the bank veto.
2: He had a a very popular personal image. It's possible he would have been reelected elected by the same margin or larger anyway. The one thing we can say looking forward is that when later on you had somebody carrying on Jackson's policies absolutely faithfully, without Jackson's personal charisma, uh, he proved to be not nearly so popular.
3: In his second term, Jackson stopped putting federal money into the Bank of the United States. Instead, he put the money into state banks. The bank president, Nicholas Biddle, fought with all his power to keep the bank open. He demanded that borrowers immediately repay their loans. Businesses struggled without the bank's assistance. Workers lost their jobs. Biddle blamed President Jackson for the financial panic. Critics of Jackson's bank policy called him King Andrew the But as time passed, business people began to see that the Bank of the United States was being much tighter in its money policy than was necessary. They began to feel that it was the bank's president, not Jackson, who was responsible for the serious economic situation in the country. Biddle took no responsibility for the financial crisis. He then made a very bad decision. Biddle asked the governor of Pennsylvania to make a speech supporting the bank. At the same time, Biddle refused to lend the state of Pennsylvania $300,000. The governor was furious. Instead of making a speech supporting the bank, he made one that sharply criticized it. Two days later, the governor of New York proposed that the state sell 4 or $5 million of stock for loans to help state banks. The New York legislature approved selling even more. Strengthening state banks... Helped break the power of the Bank of the United States. Nicholas Biddle began to see that the battle was lost. He started making more loans to businesses. The economic panic slowly ended. Jackson's victory over the Bank of the United States was clear. Biddle started to lose the support of many members of Congress. In the House of Representatives, James Polk proposed four resolutions about the bank. One said the bank should not get a new charter in 1836. The second resolution said government money should not be deposited in the bank. The third said the government should continue to put its money in state banks and the fourth proposed an investigation of the bank and the reasons for the economic panic in the country. All four of these anti-bank resolutions were approved. One of Biddle's aides described the feelings of bank officials. This day, he said, should be ripped from the history of the republic. He said, the President of the United States had seized the public treasury and the representatives of the people had approved it. Jackson won what he himself considered a glorious triumph.
0: Well, there you go. We're we're heading into the break. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that on the other side and go over our gold deals. We'll be right back.
2: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
1: President Trump's bold action in renegotiating NAFTA with Mexico caught his critics and hostile Canadian officials off guard. The North American Free Trade Agreement has been a mistake plaguing us ever since the Clinton administration pushed it into law. The Canadian government has been pursuing an anti-Trump agenda, but now they're begging to be included in the new deal with Mexico. Trump responded that Canada will be allowed into the deal on terms that are good for America, but Canada will get slapped with tariffs if it insists on the favoritism that it has received in the past. Trump is reportedly limiting a massive loophole which has cost us auto manufacturing jobs. Trump is requiring that 75% of a car's value be made in North America in order to qualify for the exemption from tariffs, up from the lax 62.5% threshold allowed by NAFTA. Trump is also properly insisting that cars contain a greater amount of American aluminum, steel, and other essential parts the New Deal will reportedly require that 40-45% to 45% of cars be manufactured by workers who are paid at least $16 an hour, which would reduce reliance on cheap foreign labor. NAFTA has been a scourge on our country, perpetrated by the globalists who hide behind the misleading term free trade to justify their destruction of American jobs. Real wages in the United States have not improved for workers in many decades, and the offshoring of manufacturing under NAFTA is a big reason why. It is not free trade to export American technology to foreign countries for manufacturing there and to give away our American trade secrets, as many companies have been doing with China. Corporate executives enrich themselves with this approach and create a two-tiered society with a massive gap between the rich and poor as exists in Silicon Valley today. NAFTA narrowly passed the House in 1996, falling far short of the two-thirds votes required to ratify a treaty. But President Clinton signed it into law anyway. Now, 25 years later, our president is finally standing up again for the American workers.
2: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When it comes to international trade, other countries have long been taking advantage of the American people and our generous spirit. At PhyllisSchlafly.com, we've got strategies to balance trade and protect the interests of American companies, resources, and citizens. For more, go to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: We are back with the Patriot Radio News Hour, your host Brian, and myself, Jason. Uh, I think we should just make July 10th, uh, Andrew Jackson Day, as far as I'm concerned. Brian, what did you, what did you think of all that uh, on the second segment?
2: Amen to that. Yeah, just the, the, the notion of the consolidation of, of power. I mean, we see, that, we see that today with so many different, especially these technology corporations, that centralization, and then much more easy to control, and I'm sure that's even more so uh, was true and still is with the with the central banks, as opposed to things being distributed to the state banks and the natural firewalls and uh, uh, barriers to to corruption. No no guarantee against it, but certainly seems a, a great way to prevent the manipulation and control that we see so so prevalently throughout the years, whether in wars and whatnot with the central banks.
0: And and what about that comment at the end there? It, it talked about one of the assistants to Nicholas Biddle saying that after yeah, being completely state- de- defeated yeah the, the yeah, we need this, to wipe this day from the history books i mean right there right, that tells you i mean when i grew up i didn't learn anything about this and if, if if people would know that the the people of the 1800s fought against something that was wrong and and were able to get a victory you know it, it inspires people to try a little harder but today it's a it's beer and a football game and nobody really pays attention to what's going on i mean it uh,
2: what, what do you think brian yeah in, indeed the the uh the, the fact that's it been going on for this many decades and and hundreds of years the the politicization of politization of uh, aspects such as this for for outright control I mean the the, the second part of that comment or the uh, official Biddles aids uh, statement saying that the President of the United States had seized the public treasury and the representatives of the people had approved it. It sounds sounds like exactly like it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and they were, and they proposed it as, uh, "Look how awful these, look how awful these, these, man, the government's doing their jobs. What that's not supposed, that yeah. they can't be right. They're not doing what we're telling them to do. Look how terrible they are. They're listening to the people. They're representing the people. God, don't do that." Yeah. Um. And you know, and, and as, what, what, as, as, what,
2: Sorry, Jason. As, as you and others have stated, it's been, it's been a struggle since day one. It's been a struggle from those that thought that things could be uh, decided from a, you know, centrally, in this case, from Washington, D.C., as opposed to uh, things being a little bit more tailored uh, a representation of, of each individual state and, and its, its citizens.
0: Yeah, and, and Andrew Jackson, at the end of his second term, after the bank was completely destroyed and gone, he pays off the national debt, the only president to do that, because of this policy, and had a surplus, which he divided amongst the Electoral College, so depending on the size and population of your state, he gave the surpluses back to the states. At the end of his presidency, he warned. He warned about civil war and he found, you know, the formation of another central bank, and uh, a lot of what happened in the civil war were policies by the bank to once again, Bankrupt this country with another war like the War of 1812, and have the banks move in. And uh, it, it's funny because the the bankers got it handed to them by Andrew Jackson, but they learn from their mistakes, and they have you know they have a lot of money, and so they have a lot of patience, and they pass on to their uh, to their children what they've what they've learned and what they've earned, and they uh, and then it ke- keeps going until 1913. You get the Federal Reserve, and we're going to talk a little bit about. Ju- General Patton here in a little bit, and uh, it, it are some similarities as, as to Andrew Jackson, the, the conquering hero of the Battle of New Orleans, beating a, a superior British force at the end of the War of 1812, and then becoming politically a very popular uh, candidate for presidency for the people, you know, the first president born in a log cabin. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some, some conspiratorial stuff around uh, General Patton, what I'd like to do is, uh, Brian and I are going to cover the, uh, the gold special and our free giveaway we're doing on our show later. So we have uh, $20 gold pieces today. I want to hit those again. Uh, gold, let me check the gold price again while I'm on the air here. It's got, I got gold up about 10 bucks an ounce at around twelve twenty seven. Got silver up about $0.10 cents an ounce at about $14.70. We're going to sell those twenty-dollar gold pieces for thirteen hundred and twenty-five dollars. Um, I don't know if that price is going to be there tomorrow. I i'd I lightly talked to Joe. I think on Friday about if prices go up, he's going to have the bump. But since his uh, his trips his trip over to the college became became more than he could handle for Monday, we're going to we're going to keep these prices at thirteen twenty-five for twenty-dollar gold pieces. If you want uh, ten or more. We're going to drop that down to thirteen ten. dollars you know, and uh, just off of a whim, if you want twenty of these things, thirteen hundred bucks. I'm just gonna, I'm just making it up Is as I go along. Thirteen hundred. Just the cat. If you get twenty or more, the cat. Yeah, we've only got one of those available. So if if somebody wants twenty of them, we don't have an. It's not like we have an endless supply, but thirteen hundred dollars if you buy twenty or more. We got one package of those. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Brian,
2: you were gonna say something? Sorry, Jason. Yeah, the, the cat is away special. The cat is away special. If we want to call it that today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And then, uh, Brian, give give them the streaming. So if you want to listen to the show, the the word of the word of the phrase. So, so the first part of the phrase is on Joe's show. If you stream in as an Arizona listener to our Colorado show, we're going to bring in the second part of the phrase on our afternoon show, which will be 2 o'clock Arizona time, 3 o'clock our time. Sometime during that show, we will finish the phrase. Whoever calls in to KHNC first gets a two-ounce Headless Horseman, silver round, really cool detailed coin. Halloween's right around the corner. Perfect thing for a gift or just for just to own. It's just It's spectacular looking. We're going to give this thing away for free. Uh, and the first word of the phrase is down, so you have to take the word down. We'll get this second part of the phrase on the second show this afternoon. Je, uh, Brian Givens let them know how to get to the streaming.
2: Yeah, and then the second part of that is they'll have to call call this call the, the main number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and uh, Arlene or someone. Will no, be on no, the other no. We'll
0: give, we're going to give them the, KHNC, no? we'll, give them the KHNC, we'll give them the KHNC number on the second show. We'll, uh, we don't want them calling gotcha. and them bugging the phones. But well, we will give the, we will give everybody on that show the KHNC number, which will be a different number uh-huh. just for that show only, and uh, have them call. So, Good clarification. Yeah, but yes. to, yeah, to get that to oh. get that, uh,
2: that second part of the phrase, you have to stream in if you're from Arizona. So go ahead and give them that, Brian. Yeah, here's here's some streaming options, and there's probably I'm sure there's more than what I'm going to list here. The first is shoutcast.com, shout dot com. Click the little three lines called the hamburger icon and uh, then click the listen, listen uh, menu item, and then you, in the uh, search bar, search a station artist or something else, you just type in American Freedom Network or American Freedom, and that'll bring you to the, the, the American, Freedom, uh, American Freedom Network streaming uh, item in the list, and that's, that's one way from your computer. Another one is Radionomy, radio, N-O-M-Y dot com, same, same process, click three lines, then click the listen button, search American Freedom Network, and then thirdly is uh, the TuneIn app from the App Store or uh, Apple iTunes Store, and same search terms. Be right back after the break.
0: We are back with the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your host, Jason, joined with my partner, Brian. We're the Colorado guys helping Joe out on a Monday as he tries to uh, recover from his college trip uh, the number to call is 1-800-951-0592. We got that extremely good gold deal. Twenty dollar gold pieces for 13.25. Ten or more is going to be 13.10 each. And if you, we got one package. Someone just want going to come in and blow this thing out. We got one. You can buy 20 of these pieces at 1,300 dollars. Gold has been going up a lot, so we'll we'll see if it's con- yeah, going to continue. But it's up another 10 bucks today. Uh, but we got one of those packages where you can buy them all at thirteen hundred bucks each. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We we were talking about uh, a- Andrew Jackson and how the people of the eighteen hundreds still had the ability to influence government. And how there was people in government that actually had a moral backbone. And uh, I wanted to bring in. There, we got this story from our partner Glenn in Maryland. Uh, fascinating. We're not going to go over the whole thing right at this point. We might cover this on our show too on the, at two, at two o'clock Arizona time. but uh, General George S. Patton, a real controversial general in World War II, he was uh, he didn't do things by the book. He, he felt war was war and it had to be fought uh, as wars are supposed to be fought, which is you know just it's it's not the nicest thing. and he reminds me a lot of Andrew Jackson in and, and their demeanor and how they got things done. And we got, we got this article that came across. Was was he assassinated? George Patton died soon after World War II. He was the number one in charge of the European Theater General after the war had ended. Uh, one day before he was set to come back home, he was uh, he was killed, died in a car, a suspicious car accident. Let me let me read a little bit. This the guy who wrote this was uh, Ron Unz. He's the guy the writer of this article. I want to read just a, a piece of it. Uh, I personally found the evidence of Patton's assassination quite per- persuasive, even overwhelming. He's talking about a book that was written uh, about 10 years ago by uh, Robert K. Wilcox. If you go to uh, if you go to Amazon, you can probably buy a book, one of this book, uh, very cheaply. But this this guy spent a decade getting information and talking to people involved with this. The evidence is heavy that some something was wrong, and why why would anyone want to kill? one of the heroes of World War II. Well, it says that the evidence is overwhelming. Any curious readers can currently order the book, very cheaply at Amazon. Uh, Wilcox himself, the book writer, had, uh, was just as shocked as anyone else when he first encountered the surprising claims. But the initial evidence persuaded him to invest uh, a decade of years researching the theory before publishing the result in a book. Uh, some of his findings seem quite telling. In the months before his death, Patton had become a powerful critic of the American government, its conduct of World War II, and its policy towards the Soviets. He planned to resign from the military after returning to the United States and begin a major, a major public speaking tour against the America's pol- political leadership. As one of our most celebrated war heroes, his denunciations would certainly have had a huge impact. His fatal car accident took place the day before his scheduled departure home, and he had narrowly escaped death twice under very strange circumstances before that. The reason I bring in George Patton is because, very similar to Andrew Jackson, you get a a very popular, I mean, they made movies about this guy well after his death. You know, everyone knows the movie, right, Brian? And uh, here here he was. Here, Here he was killed before he comes home obviously would have caused a lot of trouble for the government and in the, in the 1940s that's trouble for the the federal reserve system i mean brian do you, what what do you get from this
2: yeah that's exactly that i mean dare there be a man who speaks up and calls out wrongs that he that he sees obviously um sorry i had to change change my communication here, mystery but yeah there's there's a there's a whole slew of questions around around uh Patton's death right
0: right and uh so, so here you got a guy similar in, in the the path he was leading, uh, same as Andrew Jackson. Probably would have been, gotten into politics. Probably would have been against central banking. It seems very painfully obvious that he didn't listen to leadership. He listened to what was right. My guess is the the painful defeat, but the bankers felt from Andrew Jackson was a, a lesson not lost upon. The, the kids of the first bankers back then, and, and yeah, it, it became a policy of eliminating anybody that gets in the way of of central banking. And this is where you come to nowadays. Here we are, 2018. Here we are on the air selling gold and silver because any little tiny bit of resistance against this is seems seems best for those who understand that gold and silver, economically, is your protection against this system that makes a boom-and-bust cycle part of our economy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian, I mean, what, do you disagree with any of that? I'm guessing not, but uh, what is your idea on that?
2: Oh, no, and I, I'm, I'm reading in a couple couple more paragraphs down on that, that same article where uh, uh, the staff that was uh, interviewed recounted that the OSS chief, William Donovan, had ordered killing on the ground that Patton had gone crazy, quote, becoming a major threat to American national interests. So there's, there's, you know, there's even parallels with uh, with with, with uh, Trump being, uh, you know, considered crazy, and in and and the sake of national security or na- our nation's interest, that Trump needs to be contained. I would, I would start to draw some some loose parallels between those two. Right,
0: right and and, and kind of a to make this sort of a two parter when we come into our show this afternoon, we're going to talk maybe a little more General Patton, but we're also going to talk about Smedley Butler a a war hero two medals of honor the guy was he was the american of americans when it came to fighting wars and he was around in the late 1800s for the spanish american war and uh he was he was used by the american government to to fight battles that he eventually voiced that war is a racket we're going to cover him on our show this afternoon. It's, it's, a, it's don't miss type stuff because this guy, this guy is, is somebody that should, should be more closely learned about in, in school and in history. But uh, we're coming into our break uh, before the final segment. Uh, the number to call, 1-800-951-0592, and we'll be right back with our final segment.
2: Welcome back final segment of the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your co-host Brian, joined by my partner Jason. Jason, I'm having to kind of retrain my tongue a little bit. I'm used to used to saying our, our uh, afternoon show, our, our front range show, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, just cover the, the streaming options one more time uh, so you can take advantage of that two-ounce headless horseman silver coin. Jason, did I say that right?
0: Yeah, let me, I'll tell them about the coin and the, and the first part of the, uh, the, the phrase there. We're giving away a 2 ounce uh silver headless horseman coin just in time for Halloween. Just something we want to give the opportunity for Arizona and Colorado listeners to to get a freebie by listening to our two shows we're doing today. Uh the first word of the phrase, the first part of the phrase we're going to give is down. Listen to the second show later today, we will give you the second part of the phrase. We will give you the phone number and the first guy that calls in will just snag that coin. It could be Arizona or it could be Colorado, whoever wants that thing, call in and get it. But for Arizona, pay attention. This is how you stream to get our show since uh, it'll be more
2: difficult to hear the phrase if you're not listening. So go ahead, Brian. Yep, and these are they're, they're, there's probably more than these three options. Three is about as many as I can remember. So the first one is the TuneIn tune in app that you can get on your smartphone or, as I like to call it, personal tracking device. And then you just search for American Freedom Network. The call letters are 1360 AM. Uh, the way to recognize it is the, the logo that we've got loaded is a, a, lion's, a lion's head with the flag in the background, and 1360 AM is the, the, the call letters. Um, the other two from streaming from your computer shoutcast.com or radionomy. That's radio, N O M Y.com. And then click the three lines, the hamburger symbol. Uh, click listen, and then search for American freedom. And uh, those search results should show you that same logo, the, the, the Johnstown radio station, it's known as the lion. So that's, that's kind of the, behind the, the icon of the lion's head with the, with the flag and the call letters 1360. So those are, those are three options. Uh, there, like I said, there's probably others. Um, and I may try to educate myself and learn, <laughs> learn what the others are besides these three. But uh, also not, not only a chance to win that coin, but to have a continuation of some of these conversations that we're, uh, covering here with, whether it's Patton or, uh, Smedley Butler, the, the decorated, uh, Marine veteran in the, uh, 30s, I believe it was. Jason, was, was that about the time frame? Yeah,
0: his, his speech, his big speech was, uh, before World War II in the, uh, 1930s. Oh, you, you said hamburger symbol, kind of reminded me a little bit of our, uh, Lake Taco Show. Do you remember that one, Brian?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to put that one out of my memory, but yes, I do. That was popular, yeah. <laughs> We've
0: got a lot of good calls from that one, man. If you like... If you like a good story? Uh, try to dig that one up.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brian, but, yeah, is it like a, is it, is it like Hollywood, where any any uh, notoriety is good, whether it's good or bad? It's it's uh, <laughs> any exposure.
0: I the way the way Brian and I do shows, uh, if, if anyone in
2: Arizona is not
0: unfamiliar, we we like to throw different stuff on the air. We like to cover. You know, Joe likes to throw the numbers, and we like to show what happens when the numbers take place. And we like to throw a little historical. So. You know, society has gone completely wacky, and whether it be leg tacos or the Titanic and the conspiracy behind that, we like to bring these stories that seem to have links to the same group of individuals that seem to be causing so much trouble to the world. So uh, today, today was uh, Andrew Jackson, and a little bit of, we're going to talk a little bit more about George Patton on our show, and then Smedley Butler. So you guys off, you guys in Arizona, call off the listen and, and, and tune into that. Brian, you can go ahead and close it out.
2: You betcha. Thanks for listening, folks. Remember that number, 1-800-951-0592 or the streaming to get your afternoon show. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday on this 15th of October, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.